Hi everyone, this week we talk about experience versus knowledge and in this episode we also talk about AI, the value of degrees and also the importance of communication. We hope that you enjoy. Okay, hey John, how are you? What is up? Hey, hey, uh, life's pretty good now. I'm just winding down from like my usual work week and just cutting down the, the number of times I work in a week, you know, just, just two, two times a week now. <laughs> wow, that, that's good. That's good. Oh, actually, yeah. no, I just got my, I finally got my, the vaccine dates. Oh. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I didn't really understand or care much about the conversation between the Moderna and Pfizer thing, right? Yeah. Until I actually choose myself. Really, there's a big disparity. You know, Moderna, you can get it like the next day, that kind of thing. But then Pfizer is like, you need to wait like one, one, two months. So my mine is only in July. Like mid mid-end July. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Singaporeans are very like yeah. caught up about the the one percent efficacy difference, you know. Okay, no, no, but when when I chose just because I my mom told me that uh there's a the side effects are more adverse uh, for for the Moderna. Well, I mean, it, it really depends. La. Honestly, oh, depends, for me, yeah. I didn't really get much of a reaction. <laughs> oh, wait, you took already, is it? Yeah, like, I took both doses already. For, for Moderna, is it? Yeah, Moderna. Oh, shit. Damn. Wait, but that means your, your at, at the community center, they have both, la, is it? No, uh, one center usually has one type of vaccine. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. Anyways, I've been so I, I finished my, my internship finally after like 17 weeks. Nice. Really yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, really long. But I've been doing ever since then, I've just been doing nothing. Lying on my bed. <laughs> Watching <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, but I yeah, under the share. I've been uh okay, so after because I was coding for my internship, right? But I realized there's a lot more uh use case for Python, like the language. Like uh I don't know how to verbalize this because you need to like see for yourself. But as I, I've been realizing there's so many things you can do with Python. Eh. So for example, like um you can you can sort of make PDFs or like interact with PDFs in Python. So like imagine just like uh so okay, essentially the most basic form of editing in Python is like Excel sheet stuff, right? As I was saying. Yeah. So imagine now you can automate the whole process from from preparing your data, like imagine like your your bio IA, that kind of thing, right? But after that, you automate it to make a PDF. So like the whole process of data collection until uh, writing a report is done for you. Hmm? Let's imagine that. That's crazy, right? As in, what do you mean? Like how, how does it like complete the write-up? Okay, so like, uh, okay, so a large part of it isn't still completely automated. But let's say you have like some data, then like you sort of know what to write and analyze about it already. Lah. Okay. Then, uh, if let's say it's bad data, then you write this way. If there's good data, then you write that way. So, but before waiting for the data, you can write like a, a code or condition. So, if let's say the results are negative, then you can write this that way. And then the report will come out. Then it's like the analysis the data with the inputted different data points. Uh, if that makes sense. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know how, okay, let's say, let's say for bio, like those, uh, these two factors, these two variables are like very highly correlated. Then you like to cite all those like ANOVA tests or like yeah, P yeah. score that kind of thing, right? It's very, it's very, very standard stuff. But then like, normally you have to go through and see whether everything's correct and all numbers are correct, right? Yeah. But imagine you can write a code that just automates everything for you. 
Like the sentence will still be the same, but the numbers will be different. And let's say the numbers are like negative, then the you can write another paragraph for it just in case. Then like okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, actually, it's, yeah, right. now that I think about it, it's fairly structured. Remember, like how we did the evaluation part of our IAs, they were all like very repetitive, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah, like you just state the trend. So like, oh, this is and that variable is just positively correlated or something. Then you cite some statistic, like oh, it's uh statistically uh significant. Then like you conclude based on that, and it's all the same shot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you also could random, like, you can do like a random generator of the kind of sentence you want to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine. Then it's just like all automated for you. Eh? Like, this. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Then you, you can also can make slides. So, on top of making like, uh, automating your PDF or like your Word document, right? You can automate making slides. So, like, from the, from the trends you see in your the Excel sheet, you can just put plug it into a slide. Then you can present your slide also, that kind of thing. How, how does, like, Wait, so what do you input into your like Excel sheet or your 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 program? Okay, so like uh uh how do I say uh? okay normally you use Excel sheet right then you put in some data then you like draw a graph and then like you a graph will come out right yeah you copy and paste put it into a slide that kind of thing yeah 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 but uh now instead of doing it so let's say you have a lot of data right let's say you're doing for like uh one bacteria then another bacteria then a third bacteria but you have the same you're doing the same process. So instead of doing this repetitively, you just uh use like a for loop. Or at least that's what I'm using a lot now, like for loop. So like for this bacteria in this list of bacteria, then do the same process. So you'll do like the data analysis, then you do like the, the the visualization of data, then you can like put it into a PDF. Oh okay. kind of thing. Yeah. It, it could be for anything. La. So let's say uh how do I explain for loops? It's just like looping through like multiplying things that you want to do repetitively for like the same variables or like different variables. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I'm just yeah. like thinking like how how does the program know how to like format your slides? <laughs> uh, oh no no that, that one you have to definitely uh you have to manually input la, like what is the font size you want to use uh that kind of thing. But the point is it, it can uh once you do the initial like work, then after that it's very automated already. Okay okay could definitely could use that when you're doing IAs huh. Yeah, I was thinking right, like it's very good. And this just this just one use case that like there's so many different things you can use for like AI, like uh you can make like a chatbot, you can make like uh <laughs> NUS chatbot. Yeah, NUS chatbot. <laughs> yeah. Actually that one is quite amazing. Right? I don't know how they because normally a chatbot is like just a but this is like connecting two be, two different people's phones and like okay, normally it's a a a, a robot talking to a person, but this one the chatbot is connecting two persons. Oh yeah, it's like it's it's like two way now. Yeah, I don't know how they how they code that the thing. That means they must get the approval of both parties. Eh? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to venture into all these kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. So how how has your stint at your company like <laughs> changed <Huh>? you? <laughs> uh I'm getting very, very lazy at a lot of things really. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that therefore I'm coding. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Quite interesting. But I think I think that's the motivation for most uh people that code is just laziness to do things. Laziness breeds like efficiency, la. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. This week I want to talk about knowledge versus experience. So, I mean, okay. Well, I'm just thinking about this because uh, I was just reflecting in general, like the tech industry it seems like there is a bit more emphasis on uh knowledge than experience. 
So given two different people that are like, well, let's say one guy who's a lot older, but who's less knowledgeable in like the details, that, and one guy who's more uh, less experienced, probably because younger, but he's more knowledgeable. It seems like uh, that younger guy with more knowledge is probably more valued. I don't know. What, what do you feel about that? I think it makes sense. Like, I think we have to isolate it based on the context. Because like for, for companies, like, like tech companies, I think they'll definitely like value people who really have like a very like far starting point or very like advanced starting point, which is basically like high high degrees of intelligence or like skills. And like I think they kind of assume that with experience they can only grow better and then surpass those who are uh so called more experienced than them at that point of time. Yeah, but then I don't know, in uh in a lot of other like fields or like like maybe like sports, we cannot like I think experience oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, experience plays a far like far greater role. Actually, yeah, now that you mentioned sports, I realized that one one misdirection, is that a word? Yeah. Uh, misdirection that I had in sports was I always thought that uh, when you have enough knowledge in the sports then you can become a better player that kind of thing yeah, yeah. But actually a lot of it is just, it's just your physicality and uh, not whether you know how to do it but are you able to do it that kind of thing hmm. yeah like, like for, for, specifically for like football like whether do you know how to do this uh, setup that kind of thing but whether is everyone able to make such accurate passes to do that setup yeah yeah correct so, so it's more so, about yeah. so like yeah, you can true. have you can have the skills to like be a pro player, but without experience, you cannot be a good player because like you cannot anticipate, let's say, how the defense will form up, or you cannot predict how like the two attacking and the defense would like play out, you know. So like with ex- only with experience, then you can like kind of impact the game like meaningfully. It's not like when you are skilled, it's just like isolated skills. But experience like kind of links these things together. And like you can become like a bit more reactive. Uh. No, that's just how I feel. <laughs> Actually, wait, then okay, that, that makes me think about this now, right? Like uh eventually, like let's say you start your own clinic or like for me, like do a startup, right? I I think one thing on my head is always the I'm not experienced enough or I'm not knowledgeable enough. Like, do you hmm, I don't know. When when do you think is like the when do you think is the best time that you tell yourself like eh, hey, actually I'm experienced and knowledgeable enough? Okay, I, I I think for like very traditional type of fields like for medicine, I think like people still like uh they still like value the experience quite a lot. So and like you know that like the whole like credibility thing, so you need to get your credentials right first. So they will yeah, definitely yeah. have like a few like you need to get your few years of experience in first before you start anything like special. So like yeah, you just got to go through the motion of like your what housemanship years, the residency. Honestly, it's quite a structured path for like doctors. But but then again, you see like those. Okay, I'm not sure how old how old those uh like the head of actually the head of Ministry of Health should be like 40, 50 years old, right? That means by the time they were 30, they already started their 30 or 35, like that. They started their their thing. Eh? I, I was just thinking, right, like, you know, Mark Zuck, like you know Mark Zuckerberg, like yeah. Facebook seems like some old company already, right? You know how old he is, you know? Not really. He's only 37, eh. Oh, <laughs> Bro, I thought he was a lot older. Yeah, right. I thought he's like, like he, he sounds like he's already 40, 50, right? He's only 37. Eh. Can you imagine, like, holy shit, that's damn young. Eh. The man's an alien. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man's legit an alien. Bro, that's mad. Eh. Yeah. 
That, yeah, I, I, I recently just searched it out on Wikipedia. Then, that has been on my head for quite long. How young he is? 37, eh. When did he, like, start Facebook again? Uh? I, I don't know. I, I think... I think when he was at uh uni, right? Probably... Yeah. Oh, wait, that's what uni is. He's damn young also. So, he's probably, like, 19 or 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's Singapore, like, the army. <laughs> army? Yeah, we gonna blame army. <laughs> oh, blame army, man. Wait, so, so, you feel like... In tech, we, we just they value like skills more, like intelligence more than experience. Uh, uh okay, in terms of experience versus knowledge, like I'm thinking of like academic knowledge versus like the working workforce experience. I, I see like uh a lot of like AI companies, like okay, there's this company called Allen AI that I'm I, I'm looking at, and then also like uh like DeepMind, you know DeepMind, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what what's the founder's name? Uh? I don't know. <laughs> I know about the company. Uh, Demis Hasselbis, yeah, the guy that graduated from Cambridge at 16 years or something like that. Man literally graduated at Cambridge when we were sec 4. Anyways, their interns are all PhD graduates. Eh. Like, you know how, okay, you finish your, in Singapore, you have four years of bachelor's, right? Then you have two years of master's. Then PhD is like four to six years. So they only take they only take interns when they are like 30 plus. I can't imagine that. Wait, that is crazy. That's crazy, right? Like, this is mad. <laughs> Can you imagine being an intern while being a PhD holder? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So I'm just thinking like, it comes to this question of uh, knowledge versus the experience. Like, okay, it's not really this question, uh, but I mean, it's, it's a, I don't know. It seems from, from this fact, it seems to me like tech values are not like, uh, exp- sorry, the knowledge a lot more than like very highly like at least. Oh, I see, I see. You know what I mean, right? Mm. I guess that's true though. Uh, but a PhD like comes with like, it kind of like shows that you both have like experience and the knowledge, right? Doesn't it? Because it requires you to do like some sort of research paper mm. or like some some like study or some sort. So of course you show that you are experienced like, in a sense. So I don't think we can separate like experience and knowledge so easily using like PhD as a proxy la. yeah I don't know that's true but yeah I, I think like people are trying to like there's isn't there like this whole like there's a shift in like the like how people are hiring like new new people like they what's the guy's name uh? Gary right Gary something <laughs> Gary Gary V yeah like Gary V la. as in basically like you know he doesn't like he doesn't believe in colleges anymore right and like degrees <laughs> yeah I don't know about that. He's like, so he's saying that the, the value of degrees are decreasing a lot now and that people should just go and do whatever they want, however they like it. I both agree and disagree to this sentiment about having college is quite useless. I think that, um, I think certain degrees in college, I mean, in, in uni is still valuable, like uh, like, like medicine, uh, lawyer, that kind of thing. Or I, I would say even for math, like, I, yeah. def- I don't think anyone in this world can develop like a very good understanding of math without like peer review oh, I wouldn't say okay maybe not uni maybe not a place uni but at least a setting of peer review like you have a classroom and at least you know whether you are on the right track that kind of thing yeah yeah uh, so I wouldn't say college is completely useless but why would it if like, there's a lot of structure uh, in society to gauge how like capable people are right, in, in, in to allocate things so I also find it very funny how like uh, 
let's say for example, like the your 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 school grade is meant to gauge how capable you are, and therefore is used that is used to allocate you into a, a good or not good school, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. But then again, it's also it's also not okay. So on one hand, it's not comprehensive. So therefore, isn't the 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 best measure? Yeah. So it's not the best measure. Uh, yeah. But then again, it's also very you can't really undermine it, uh, In a sense, they're saying school is completely useless, or like your school grades are completely useless. You know, some people like say like, oh, your school grades. Those people that get A for for like those that get A in school will be the ones working for those that get get B in school kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. We cannot take it like wholeheartedly like wholesale but we also cannot uh we cannot discount it at the same time it, like it definitely shows something but yeah it is not the yeah it's definitely not the be all and end all I, I think my reflection on that was that i think people like including myself like people tend to uh or like we it's easier for us to process things when it's simplified yeah. So when you have the statement when you have the statement like uh a students work for visas like, it's, it's very nice to hear <laughs> but then again, actually, there are probably a lot of people that did very well in school and also are like successful in their career, that kind of thing. But people are just very afraid to know of these kind of people la, who are both academically smart and also like okay, yeah, sorry. But my side, my my rebuttal to that, uh to, to agree with that uh college is sort of useless. I wouldn't say co- I wouldn't say college is useless, but education, I was just thinking like, you know, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but you know, like primary school, I find like if you think about it, right? Um, at least I'm com- I'm coming from like the coding perspective, like at least like you know IB math, right? Yeah. You think about like, the stats you learn there. Actually, I I am pretty sure if you introduce that to like a primary school kid, right, he probably will not understand it. But then like one year later, if you keep on teaching him, right, he'll probably understand it already. Yeah. You get it right. So I'm just thinking like, wait, then what what have we been doing for the whole of primary school? You know what I mean? Hmm. Like you just think of like, just think of bio. Imagine IB bio, right? Like uh. What you learn about plants. I'm pretty sure we learned the same thing in primary school. Right? Just that it's less, less detailed. Yeah. So like what what was the point of primary school at all? Like, you know what I mean, right? Well, you can raise that out to MOE. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but I get your point. I get your point. Uh yeah, actually I never thought about that, but if you give a primary schooler the content that we study, they will probably understand it with enough time. But maybe they cannot like they cannot like compare. They cannot like recall it, or like yeah, yeah. It won't be like a level of like testable like right? They probably can't see it as them, but they probably understand it, right? Yeah, yeah. They probably understand it. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been having a lot of uh, me wondering next time if I have a kid, right? I probably will. Okay, so the the argument for not sending him to primary school right, is that I can probably he can probably learn himself a lot faster. Like just from my experience working at the at the in the internship, right? I did understand a lot of the math. But at least I'm I know what, what, what topics are there out there. So then I, I at least sort of gauge like uh like once once the topics hit me, then I'll I will like it's not so foreign to me. La. Right. Yeah. But but then again, but then again, going to primary school is useful still because of the the social aspect of it, like the peer-to-peer. Yeah, the social like, aspect. You don't, yeah, like if you, I think you stay at home, right? You would think you are damn good at whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> there's no one to compare to. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so I think okay, my point is the essentially is it's good to it's good to get out there also like uh go straight into the quote unquote working world where there's no structure in learning. Because like everyone is like a different 
there could be some guy who's already 60 years old, like going to retire. Then there could be like a few people make career. Like, everyone has a different phase in life or a phase in learning. Then you're just like overwhelmed with all these different knowledge. Then you just have to learn. I, I think that's a better, even though it's more intimidating or scary, but I think that's a way better way than learning like, like very structurally. Mm. I find. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess Singapore likes to play, play safer. Because yeah. if too many people just like enter the workforce, then too many become intimidated, then they get like, oh, they get midlife crisis again. Then they get <laughs> rise, rise in the mental health issues. Then like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's true. That's true, yeah. Huh. So like, yeah, structure. We like structure. So that's how it is. But I definitely think like we can up the whatever syllabus we're doing. Like, yeah, we need to change it a little bit. Right. I, I, I don't know. I always just think like, you know, it's going through primary school and secondary school and JC, it was very difficult, undoubtedly. But then like, eh, you think about what we learned in JC, it's also sort of what we learned in primary school, right? That's like a bit more. A bit is a <laughs> understatement. Uh, but... <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Uh. But I don't feel like I fundamentally changed a lot of my thinking. Yeah, it's just like nothing is just like, nothing is just like, wow. Mm. <laughs> it's new knowledge supposed to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I thought knowledge will bring you enlightenment or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge is power. Yeah. Yeah, la, but I, the whole process is like it just progressively builds more and more and more onto what we keep learning. Yeah. As in like, because like I remember in primary school, okay, like, so what do you know about photosynthesis? It's just like, oh, plants take in carbon dioxide and they give out oxygen and then you get glucose in the process. I think that was basically what we learned. Like the equation was so simple. But then, yeah. once we entered like biology in IB, then it's like there's the whole like crap cycle and like the whole. Then like, oh, it's actually it's actually quite a shit ton of content. <laughs> but she's not thinking about it. I I think I think you'll be studying a lot of uh cycles <laughs> in uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, I'm I'm. Oh, I hope God. I'm prepared for that. <laughs> uh, maybe you can automate it with some code. Automate it. <laughs> yeah, next time I just need the AI virtual assistant. Uh. Honestly, that's yeah, the yeah. direction though. Oh yeah, I saw this TikTok, right? You know the... I think Google released it like a few years ago, like three years ago or something like that. But they not only have a virtual assistant like Siri for you, but let's say you want to book a, a haircut, right? Oh, I saw that. I saw that. You saw that one, right? Yeah. That's, that's amazing, crazy. Eh. Eh. Yeah. That's, but it's three years ago. That means it's probably like not safe. That's why they didn't release it or something like that. Yeah, it's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's damn scary. Eh. Yeah. 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 Uh... Okay, so sorry. What what what's your take on the, which one which one would you, uh okay it's a bit it's a bit difficult to answer it hypothetically, but in terms of like the value, which one would you value more like, uh experience or knowledge, in terms of let's say the time you're spending, as a medical student, wow, skills or knowledge, like like let's say okay, I'm not sure whether how they structure your lessons, but is it like, you have to do both. Okay, I'm pretty sure that there'll be one one year you do like house housemanship, right? But then yeah, you also have to study for exam, right? Correct, correct, correct. I don't know which one. Which one will you value more? I think I will still think that experience is more valuable. I mean, like if you think about it, like you spend more time learning like experiential skills, right? Yeah. So if you think about it that way, like if you have the skills for something or the knowledge for something, then like you just have it lah. But having the experience links that knowledge together. So actually, I saw this graphic somewhere. It's like um, the knowledge or the intelligence you have right forms isolated dots la. Let's say on a grid, you have like dots around yeah. it la. 
So it forms small isolated pools of like knowledge. Then experience is the thing that draws the lines and connects the dots together. So you can learn how to like manipulate the knowledge or like adapt to whatever situation. And I guess that is true. Although I can't really test that assumption. So yeah. Lah. As for now, I, I still believe that experience is more uh is more sought oh, after. Yeah. Maybe in like but of course it's like I you have to take into account like the context of what you are looking at. Lah. So I say this for like the medical field, I think. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. I, I think I also have to consider this question because um I was like telling my dad when I'm in London, I probably want to do like internship, but definitely not during the school term, like during the summer, that kind of thing, like summer job, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then like, he was just like, you should probably be studying for the next, uh, next, I don't know, like the next term, that kind of thing. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I feel like the, no. the mindset people have now is, is like during the break when they an internship, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how, yeah. I've even heard there are some like, Business students that even do internship during the, during the uni uni term, during or maybe just a yeah during, or maybe just a business business school thing uh. yeah maybe like maybe they have like longitudinal tracks they do it side by side yeah that's true so what so you yeah. think you need more experience uh, instead of studying only <laughs> uh I think I need like, I think I definitely do like internships uh during you like during the you like the three years during the breaks lah. But in terms of balance, in terms of if you're asking me whether I'll do during a study, then I really don't know. <laughs> I, I know some people do like research, research like maybe not internships, but like research. Okay, okay. Like the undergrad research, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'll balance. Huh. Because okay, because yeah, one thing on my head is like those people that do PhDs, right? Um, if you backtrack, like if, the requirements is that you need to probably have have a the requirement you doing a PhD, uh would be that you probably have published some papers already, right? Okay, that's a very high standard, lah, but <laughs> you probably must be interested in researching, right? Yeah. Which you only can show if you have done some research before and even better, you published before, right? But you think about it, you backtrack, right? When will anyone have the time to go and publish a paper? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it comes down to this question of uh, managing your experience versus the studying for exam. It's mad, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, honestly, right? Like maybe like if you look a bit further into the future. Wow, uh, no lah, as in studying for exams is like a bit of a okay, maybe this makes like saying this like makes me a hypocrite, but it's a bit over like weighted. Because if you think about like having the knowledge of like how to deal with a lot of circumstances, like you Google does a much better job than we can. So like I don't know, testing how much knowledge you have. It's a bit questionable like, if you were to put it in the context of like working in like in a like professional setting. As in, okay, okay, I was just trying to say that in the future we don't need to be very good at holding information in our minds because we have so oh, much technology true, yeah, and true. AI to help us. Like basically, uh we can have virtual AI assistants around us who can feed us the information in real time. So we don't actually need to like store up all this information in our heads because you can just access it very easily uh, from the internet or like the assistant, you know? So I think like knowledge is, uh, is definitely important because, you know, it helps you do, to like make split second judgments and all that kind of stuff. But in the long run, I think, you know, how learning how to make the decision knowing 
like knowing like multiple pathways you can choose, right? Is more important. Lah. And that comes with experience. Hmm. Here is a side point. Now that you mentioned about like uh you being a doctor and uh like as opposed to last time, like the doctors are like seen as like the the store data center for like everything in their head, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. the, yeah. But now now with technology, then you can like uh you don't really need to store everything in your head, lah. You can like store it in some other like device. Otherwise, also you can also not only store use like like tech technology as a data storage, but also use it as like uh all your analysis. So just automate analysis. So instead of last time seeing in the patient for the first time, then you see your data, like uh you only can draw very, very instinct like human instinct uh let's say analysis of what's going on, right? Yeah. No, like, let's say let's say you see these guys, uh I, I don't know, like very basic, like uh cholesterol, like the diameter of his blood getting smaller, right? The yeah. blood vessel getting smaller. Then his chance of getting cancer is like high like, chance of getting like I don't know, uh whatever disease is getting higher. But it's like a very, very brief human instinct uh analysis. You can also have like machines or like uh sorry, not machines, you can also have like tech that like use machine learning that does it for you instant in like instantaneously. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. No, you know, that that'll be damn amazing. Eh. Think about it. You see a patient for the first time, or like even just at the ER, the like emergency room, then like uh a very quick like machine learning analysis does for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like based on his uh time spare time. Because like let's see when a doctor first comes and then you must predict like what is his chance of survival, right? Like he, how how long has he been wounded, that kind of thing. Yeah. How deep is the wound? But imagine you have a machine learning model that taps onto all the past historical data of how long someone whether this guy dies and whether this guy, how long has he been not treated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get this information, like so it's not just a doctor's uh 50% chance he's gonna survive, that kind of thing. It's like a very, very specific based on machine learning, like data, like what's the chance of he surviving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I they're amazing, yeah, right? It's they're amazing. La. I, I, I've been reading the some AI book about medicine. Oh, is it? What, what's yeah. it called? I, it's literally called Deep Medicine. <laughs> wow. Uh yeah, so so this guy he talks about I don't know, I don't know the author's name, but he talks about how AI will impact the medical industry. And basically this is one of the ways it will. Uh, it, because currently like there's a bit of uh I would say selection bias, but uh yeah, selection bias in the data that we have because we only collect data from patients that are currently visiting the hospital. And we don't collect a lot of data when they are not in the hospital. So this kind it's kind of uh ironic because we have a lot of data about people who are sick, but not data about people who are healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think that's the yeah. I think so, I think yeah, there's a lot of intersections with machine learning and uh a lot of other different fields, including medicine medicine. But maybe more difficult so for medicine because medicine is very life and death. Like your machine learning okay, at least from with my quote unquote experience with machine learning so far, it's still very flawed. Like uh like the, okay, like if, the you can, bias, if you can think about yeah, no if you can think about like for example like linear regression uh a small change in your your gradient will affect everything right for example yeah yeah so in a similar sense a small change in certain things will affect the machine learning model like to some extent yeah okay yeah yeah and, and in general yeah that, that's that's the point uh. so it's not as uh it's not as uh usable as or as scary or as uh yeah it's not as usable I I, I would say in, in medicine because it's like very life and death. Usable. Okay, yeah, that's true. 
as in the I think one of the criticisms that he had is that a lot of uh, algorithms are heavily uh, affected by bias as in because like how the, the program learns is based on the data sets that you give it. So if the data sets are very uh, isolated, then the, the results are not, uh, how do you say this, generalizable. <laughs> that, okay, they're not universal. Yeah. So they're like not the, universal, I see. Yeah. So I think most of the data that is currently collected is on the, you know, like the weird populations, W-E-I-R-D. Yeah, then uh, basically like the data, the output that they get from all of these uh, like systems that they have built doesn't apply to a lot of other populations. So this is like how these like machine learning accentuates like our bias. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah then there's also the issue of the, you know, like black box algorithms. Like we cannot, we don't yeah, know. I was just gonna say, yeah. yeah, I was just gonna share. So so one one aspects of, um, okay, one question I had when I first started learning about machine learning is that, uh, okay, the very basic form of machine learning is just your, your y equals mx plus, plus b la or y equals mx plus c, the linear regression, yeah. uh, single variable linear regression, I'll say. Uh, then there, there are more different, there, there are two outcomes of machine learning. One is your regression, which is like your y equals mx plus b, or your classification. So you want to see if this guy is cancer or not, then based on different factors. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then there are still multiple, there, there are different kinds of machine learning uh, models, which my first question is, eh, why is there different, if there's only two problems, why is there so many different kinds of methods? Right. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, right. So the the scale at least uh what differentiates them is that first is uh understandability and second one is accuracy. So with your y equals mx plus b is very very understandable, uh, but it's not very accurate because not everything in life is a linear. It's not a uh one first degree polynomial. No, it's not a yeah, correct, yeah, correct. It's not a, yeah, it's not a linear model, but it's very understandable. But as opposed to like, I don't know, for example, like neural networks, they are, the concept might be still very understandable, but once you apply it to models, right, it gets very, it's, a, it's called a black box. La. Yeah. So most people really, even scientists don't understand what is happening inside on. So when you ask like a scientist, like, oh, uh, what is the reason this guy has a high chance of cancer? Is it because of this factor? Because these are no longer just one variable, right? It could be multiple variable. So they consider everything from your daily heart rate to everything. So when you ask the when you ask the data scientists like what is the reason for this prediction that he has cancer, right? They won't know answer. Yeah, correct. Because they don't know which yeah, which affects what. Yeah, so this then becomes an ethical dilemma because when especially in medicine, when it concerns like lives, like how how willing are we to trust a system that we cannot understand? Yeah, yeah. 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 Then basically from these kind of systems, they make a lot of predictions, right? Then uh supposedly we can predict very accurately how much how how long a person would live whether this person would uh would die within a couple of years uh within discharge from a hospital uh stuff like that lah. and like you know with the whole genome sequencing and all that stuff it is a bit like i don't know i wouldn't say a dark place but it's a bit definitely to be like regulated in some sense because let's say if you have your whole entire genome like sequence sequence right then they predict that you have like a serious illness. Then like it poses a lot of implications on like insurance and all that. Because like would they be biased against you? Would there be a premium against those who are predisposed to very serious illnesses, you know? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's a bit <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna settle that one now. <laughs>
Yeah. Actually, that's true. With, with more machine learning, people will become more, uh, there's less trust in people, right? between people. <laughs> yeah, basically, you have your entire life mapped out. If that can <laughs> yeah. be possible. Yeah. So it's a bit scary. Yeah. And there's also machine, okay, I'm not sure whether this is factually correct, but there, I mean, there's one aspect in math known as stochastic processes. So it's just uh, essentially trying to make uh, trying to make order out random randomness. I, I really don't know much about it yet, but that's all I understand about it. So there's like topics like uh, random walk, that kind of thing. If you have not heard about this, this quite interesting thing called uh, John Conway's Game of Life. No. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a math guy, but he's not a very mathy thing. He, he's quite famous for making things uh, quite simple to understand. But okay. Should I explain it now? Uh, yeah, you can. Okay, I don't think I can. I don't think I can explain it very well. You can probably be quite bored. You can just search it out later. But it's quite. It's a, it's a very visual thing. It's like a game, la. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, yeah. What am I gonna say? Oh, anyway, sorry. Side, side, side topic. But I realized, okay, from from IB, right? That uh, I mean, I learned from IB, but also start to realize it's quite important in life. Is that um, particularly for me, since I I sort of going in a science direction, right? It's it's uh it's good to be knowledgeable, but it's also good to be able to. It's also arguably more so important to be able to explain what you're doing than to be very knowledgeable in what you're doing. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, I was just, I was just seeing this TikTok, right? There was this, there was this <laughs> you know, those random... <laughs> it's always TikTok. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say a lot of time on TikTok. You know those, you know that guy that always goes to random people's car and say, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. I don't think it was this guy, but this this TikTok was like this guy in a car. Then he just, he just rolls out to people like, on the street and he's like, oh, uh, what, how do you earn your millions? That kind of thing. Then this guy was just... He just talking about him or crypto la. Then the question was, uh, do you think crypto will be the new goal? That kind of thing. Then the the older guy was like, uh, no. Then then the the younger guy filming was like, why? Then the older guy was like, oh, I, I don't understand it. So I realized that actually, a large part of the society's uh maybe the volatility, but also a large part of society's uh apprehension to like adopt the cryptocurrency right is because of the lack of understanding. So yeah. at least from my knowledge, right, crypto is legit. The next level of tech, like it's actually them, it's like them solid, but because of people not understanding it, right? There's still uh the lack of adoption. Yeah, uh, I am one of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you. No, that the uh, I think the last week of my internship, I had to present on like crypto, so I had to read out a lot, a lot more about it. Yeah, hmm. it's quite interesting. I can, I can share with you like after this you All right, I think we sidetracked. So so. <laughs> Yeah, so what exactly, about yeah. knowledge and experience? Uh, okay, yeah. So if, if I put it back to the, the topic, is I think while it's good to have knowledge, right? Having the part of having the experience, like particularly going for a job, is to actually yeah, I would say a large part of uh a large part of doing like working in the in the industry as a scientist, right? For example, as a data scientist, like as a math guy or as like a I don't know, bio or chem guy, is Knowing how to ex- like verbalize what you are trying to do, yeah. Actually, a very large part of it is communication. Yeah. So so experience is the one that helps you with that, lah. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Now that I reflect back, uh, let's say out of two weeks, so ten ten days, ten days of working, right? Maybe like seven days is me coding. You know, maybe six days is me coding. One day is trying to, like, uh, gather back whatever I've done. And the last three days is just preparing for preparing to present what I've done and make people understand what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of having a lot of knowledge if you cannot share it 
like easily with others. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Think that about, I mean, sums up everything. Yeah, that sums up sums it up. Uh. I, I guess. Okay, for me, uh, I still think they go hand in hand. While however cliche that kind of answer is, but I mean, like we can't have knowledge without experience, uh, Basically. Yeah. If you want to be someone who actually can do the work. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's all for me. <laughs> uh, th- that's all for me. <laughs> okay. I think this is a good length podcast. Okay, we, shall uh, we end this then? Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>